The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. As I do the slowdown pause, make sure I get the right people. Because <laughs> if I rush, it becomes a whole other show. Um, yeah. Also joining us from the same neck of the woods as Alex and Luke, who did, from Bodactin, who did our theme song. We have Kyle and Carlos from Tumbling Saber, representing Star Wars Canada. So <laughs> hey I, 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 I'm, I'm going to do the stereo type how's it going eh oh we're doing pretty good eh <laughs> pretty good pretty good eh so um before um before we get too far into it uh check out the homepage wookieradio.net right hand sides our affiliates our partners heroes and villains i do have the image up now for you to go click the link for itty boomers where I use the code WeBeGeeks for 15 percent off your purchase doesn't matter if it's your first third fourth eighth twelfth twenty fifth doesn't matter save yourself 15 percent each time uh check out our latest video where we have unveiled to the world the child bitty boomer yes this one right here and these are great little speakers <laughs> i i will tell you and i have my star wars one right here little chewbacca um so uh check that out also, to check out our web store where you get some great Weeby Geek, Mighty Marvel Geek, Wookie Radio merchandise. Um, and also, too, not on our site, but I, I will give the plug. Geek Watch One has some great merch as well. Go support them as well. Yes. Help them out. So, um, you can stop through geekwatch1.com. Excellent. And we're going to start plugging that, too. Support all, all the shows, part of the family. Um, you guys said before show, during our pre show chat, been listening to the show. So, you kind of know. Something we do every time we have guests, podcast guests on the show. Now comes the time for the groan from Derek and Ken as I play. It is time for some Smuggler's Feud. <laughs> as we shut off the Star Wars side of our brains. Yeah. So. And the funny thing is, the more podcasters that come on, the deeper we go into how many more podcasters are on. I think we've only had one show where we've done two rounds. Everyone else has been one round. Or we've had nine podcasters on, and they and they hear the show, but they still aren't getting shut the Star Wars side off. So, um, got three cards. I will let you guys at Tumbling Saber um, pick one, two, or three. Go for we'll, it, Carlos. We'll see where the fates lie tonight. Let's go number one, baby. <laughs> number one. I can put those two back in the shuffle for later. All righty. Oh, get my light. All right. Five answers on the board. Typically, whoever gets, um, we're going to go back and forth. First one of three strikes is the loser. Unless both teams in the same round strike out, then the first one with the number one answer wins. That's the way it's been consistently. Or yes, yeah. I think so. I so five. Some you have to write rules down. I do need to write these. <laughs> rolls down so don't call the in, in quebec we don't have rules we have suggestions ah okay like <laughs> stop signs and uh, bars closing you know bars closing too maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah not even it's three maybe hey, bar's still open yeah but i gotta go to work yeah. when do you gotta be at work do you though it's just a suggestion <laughs> 
I, I gotta be at, I gotta be at work at seven. Oh, it's okay. It's only six thirty. No, no, stay awake. It's it, it it's harmful <laughs> if you actually go to bed. Just stay awake. It's always worse. So, um, <laughs> like I said, five answers on the board. Which Star Wars character would enjoy being an IT guy? <laughs> Which Star Wars character would enjoy being an IT guy? Yes. And we start with Tumbling Saber. Wow. Wish. Are we sticking with canon? Are we going into Legends? Uh, pre, it's pretty much, most of these questions are pretty much the movies. Good. <laughs> legends, my Legends lexicon is nowhere to be found. Yeah, you got to remember, this game was probably made for just general random family game night. It wasn't yeah. for the hardcore Star Wars fans. And I, and I, and the sad part is, I also have a Marvel version of this game, which nice. we do play on occasion over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, which both of these shows you're hearing on Sorcerer Radio. I gotta get better about plugging Sorcerer Radio. I've been bad. So I, I've got uh, a couple of sequel characters. I don't have we ever, I don't remember if we've ever had any sequel characters. If we have <laughs> game put out. Uh That'll answer the question about that one. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, don't think if, if, we, if we've had any, it's been more Force Awakens 2017. Yeah, so if it even had Force Awakens, it'd been very, very little. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, I don't. Six. So Kyle's first? Either one of y'all two. Whoever wants to give an answer first. Um, I'm going to go with Lobot. I have totally spaced on which button's which. Number four. Ah, okay. Hmm. So, he's number four. At least he's on the board. At least he's on the board. <laughs> well, Derek, we probably should go with the one that um, maybe close to number one and go with R two D two. Yeah, that's he's always plugging yeah. in anyway. <laughs> yeah, R two D two. Number three. Oh, wow! So they got mm-hmm. two people ahead of that, <laughs> and one person behind, which I think the person <laughs> behind I disagree with, but. I didn't make the game, and I wasn't one of the six six people that mentioned this particular person's name either. So, um, so Lobot at number four, R two D two at number three. When I think of uh, IT guys, I think of Jimmy Fallon on SNL, and how <laughs> annoying he is. <laughs> move, move. Do you want me to say this game Minesweeper? Um, and there's no one more annoying in Star Wars than C three PO. So I'm gonna say C three PO. Number one. Yeah. Wow. What? He's not a he doesn't work on machinery. He just translates. He does? Well you Empire Strikes Back? Plugs into the Falcon. <laughs> well technically, yeah, but he's ta- that's because he's talking to the Falcon. <laughs> he's still translating. So back Remember over- how excited he was in the Empire when he got when he got one thing right when he was working on it? <laughs> Yeah, because they had to change the reverse negative power coupling. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But he was excited because he couldn't figure out anything else. <laughs> Two answers okay. left. Come on, Derek. And I'm going to say this is probably when it starts getting hard. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yep. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody around my room that's helping me. <laughs> I got screaming in my head, but I gave the last one, so. Uh, uh, I guess I'll go with Darth Vader. <laughs> mm, I mean, yeah. you're always good at fixing things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a loophole. You did build C-3PO, so. Back to Tumbling Saber. Yikes. Oh, man, we're, we're going to have to go real deep here, don't we? I don't know. I think there's, there, there's a loophole there, and uh, I think maybe your boy might be one of them, too. Yeah, he is on th- on my mind. Um, give me Chewy. I'm glad you chose him because that was my next choice. <laughs> <laughs> this is who you'd want to be as IT guy, right? Or who, which which who Star Wars character would enjoy being an IT guy? Okay, Chewy's the IT guy you don't want to be rude to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not unless you want to watch your computer go down the stairs. He's <laughs> gonna try to wipe the screen off. <laughs> There's more hair on the monitor than when it's when you started. <laughs> I mean, do we, do we want to go something generic like an Imperial Tech or something, Derek? At this point, I don't know. Point, I got no better options. <laughs> I don't know Imperial Tech support. <laughs> I thought we were going to possibly run the run the board on this one. We may not. Back to tumbling uh, I'm, saber. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna loophole this and go with the uh, little Annie. Number yeah, two. I thought of that too. <laughs> Number yeah, can... two. One answer left. Yeah, I thought of that after. I was like, oh. One. The last one is an actual name of a specific person, yes. right? 
And it's one that I <laughs> disagree. This is one I disagree with. Is it Matt the Radar Tech? No. It's- <laughs> Willow Hood. Well, let's try something like Han Solo. That's the only major character other than Leia we haven't gone with. I guess. Yeah. Let's do Han Solo. Why not? Hey, but he's always he's always fixing the Falcon. So, yeah, but he doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think he does it because he likes it. <laughs> yeah, I believe. No, he, he 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 kind of actually goes out of his way to say that he he's made special modifications himself. So there there is some pride there in yeah. tinkering. So if I remember, yeah, he would have on computer work. Han yeah. would have no respect for the company's policies over the IT equipment stuff. He'd be modifying everybody's computer. Everything would be given back as a wreck. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but and if, filthy. If I remember correctly, Tumbling Saber did get the number one answer. Yep. Yeah, but there was they... five answers. Who got the most of them? Tumbling Saber. <laughs> <laughs> now remember, Carlos, 3PO is number one. Yes, I know. It's my you're curse. Gonna, you're you're going to have to live with that forever. It is my curse. It's I, all, it's I, all I for, good. I foresee this being a topic on the next Tumbling Saber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's been beat to death. Um, so speaking of Tumbling Saber, how did you guys come about as a show? Take it away, Kyle. Well, hmm, I'll go, I'll go, I'll try, I'll try and tell the story quickly. Um, way back 10, 12 years ago, I, I still am. We were talking about this in the pre-show, huge sports fans. So I listened to a lot of AM sports radio. Um, it, it came to a point and I, I had a sports blog. I was doing along with Carlos. We knew each other as before we even knew we were real Star Wars fans and geeks. We knew each other through Twitter as sports nuts. So we, but we didn't know this geeky side of ourselves, which is awfully weird. But we were it, both doing. We just had um, Casey from um, Sith and Giggles say the same oh. thing. He started off as a as a, uh, a hockey blogger. Same here. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, the, the penguins. Yeah. In case he was talking about, yeah, he's yeah. on the penguin side. Um, so I was doing my own thing th- on that side. Uh, we're doing random radio hits on local radio here. So it kind of piqued that interest in content creation and being on a mic. But a few years went by that Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And then I drifted away from sports radio and started spending more time in podcasts and eventually Star Wars podcasts. And it came to a point where I was like, why am I not doing my own? I'm listening to all these other podcasts. Why can't I do this? And so along came Tumbling Saber. It launched its first episode um, four days before The Force Awakens came out. So we were part of that, I guess, second wave of podcasters. There were pod- Star Wars podcasts around well before that. Um, but we were there. I guess there was that second wave of, of pod- podcasts that rushed in. Right around TFA, and uh, so my, be bro- my brother, twenty fifteen ish, yeah, late twenty fifteen. Okay, and um, my brother joined in a few episodes in. I was doing it with a, a, my buddy James for for a good couple of years, and then he left the show, and that's where Carlos stepped in. I think uh, just after the Last Jedi came out, January twenty seventeen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had a bit no, of Jan- twenty eighteen. Sorry. Last Jedi was twenty end of twenty seventeen. Yeah, but that by that point I'd already been on um, our uh, Patreon only show, and uh, yeah. I had made other appearances as well. And I think uh, my foot was already uh, was already kind of jammed in the door. Yeah, uh, and we have our extended community as well, and we all were. Yeah, we're we all have we're all kind of part of each other's shows in that regard. Yeah, we started uh, almost it was either June or July of twenty sixteen is when we started. So we were just yeah. after the bandwagon. So in that second wave. Interestingly, the oldest Star Wars podcast I can find is actually also from Montreal, who st- and their first episode goes back to 2000. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Who would that be? Uh, they're called Star Wars on Direct. They they had some English radio podcasts, but they're primarily French. Okay. But they go, they're 20 years old. They go way, wow. way back. Wow. I want to say mate. How did you even get it back then? Just directly downloading it from their site? <laughs> I don't Rob- know how they were distributing back then. Like, I, I know the guys a little bit. I mean, at a very little bit, but I, and that's only in, in the past couple of years but i don't know how they were doing it back then are they still going they're still going yeah wow that i would think you would have to have listened off their website because that would have been pre that would have been during the pre-platform so it's pre yes itunes was was there it was i didn't think it existed yet at that point no i'm curious no itunes itunes came around i think it was in uh oh three oh four i'm trying to remember what was before itunes like aol i think had stuff on there some yahoo probably had some stuff on there absolutely yeah uh, did for sure sonic foundry had their own uh with uh oh shoot i had the mp3 player that they used well just think with internet speeds in um 2000 how long it would have taken to download an episode 
<laughs> yeah, by the time song, you download like one episode, it's next month's episode's out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. iTunes. 2001 was the initial release. Huh. 19 years ago. So what? I wonder... So that was podcast at that point wow uh-uh. yeah i'm just on their website now the first episode was the the 14th of january 2001 <laughs> so a week after itunes <laughs> week after itunes drops crazy yeah because itunes helped bring out the ipod yeah the ipod at the same time yep it was yep. around that same time prior hey, maybe to that put it out MySpace, because i think myspace was around then <laughs> Yeah, MySpace was like four or five. Oh, okay, maybe not that far. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, either way, they uh, they predate. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone, which they, is awesome. They predate. Well, they predate a lot of the original podcasters. Because stories I've I've been hearing is there's been podcasters podcasting for like one of the oldest shows that I've heard they were podcasting they've been podcasting about 15, 16 years. I'm like, okay, then this show's got them beat. Sure, they must be one of the originals that are and to know that they're still out there. Is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in touch with them a couple of years ago, and it's just man, it's, they're they're it's it's crazy. I, I you know I've only been doing it for four years, four and a half. To think that someone had stuck with it for almost twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I've been going eight years as a podcaster because Weeby Geeks is turns eight this year um, in November. But uh, this show we're hitting four mm-hmm. soon, so I, I'm excited for that. Um, so Force Awakens, what brings you guys along? Um, how'd you guys come up with the name Tumbling Saber? That, it's just a stupid thing that stuck in my head. So there was that rumor of a, of the original opening for TFA was of the, of the Skywalker Saber with Luke's severed hand holding onto it. And it's the thing just kind of tumbling through space. So the idea of a Tumbling Saber, I was like, it's so stupid, but I like the name (laughs) and it, it's stuck. And it's, it's sort of the attitude I, I, we have on the show where we just kind of drift from topic to topic. <laughs> I was going to say it's uh, every show starts off uh, with good intentions, but it ends up like rumbling, tumbling, stumbling, and fumbling <laughs> to the finish line. Don't forget bumbling. <laughs> and bumbling, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, I think the, the name is is pretty – I have nothing to do with that. That was that was Kyle's idea, but when I first heard it, I'm like, that's genius. Uh, I think it's awesome. Very cool. Well, it's one of those – I'm starting to like hearing the stories behind the names. So um, Eric. Ken, you guys have a question for the guys just about their show to start us off as I'm trying to figure out where take us next. So what what was the original intention with the show and um, how it evolved since then? The format's kind of always been the same. Um, we've always kind of kicked around the news. Um, we've always asked for, like, if you have listener questions, we'll work them in as well. Uh, if we have a specific uh, conversation that we want to have that week, we'll do that. If there's a, a movie to review as well, we'll do that. An episode of Clone Wars. Let's talk about that one. Um, but the original intent on the show was just to record the conversations I was going to have anyway, mm. which is, I think, you know, <laughs> sort of the motto for a lot of podcasters is yeah. let's just share their, our enthusiasm for this thing. And, and, you know, now everybody's doing it right. Like the barrier of entry for podcasting is so bloody low. Why not do it? What is the reason to not do it? Mm. Okay. That, that's how I initially got in with geek watch one with Kylan and I, we were just sitting there talking. I was like, you know what? Uh, other people may want to hear this too. So <laughs> And there's, I mean, there's times like uh, I remember my brother and I, we, we've told this story before, but when we were kids and we had, we were hanging out with our cousins, we're all the four boys, all the same age. We would like, but they put us, our parents would put us together and, and lock us in a room for a few hours. We would just make do with a tape recorder and whatever things we could and just make these ridiculous, stupid audio dramas amongst ourselves using any type of noise making thing in the house. Um, and you know, that, that was obviously not a podcast but it was just that that bug of of creating content and right. recording mm-hmm. yourselves that's you know you know 6 7 8 years old at, the, at that point but you know fast forward 35 years <laughs> and now now you're trying to sound a little more polished and uh you know having only a small measure of success <laughs> not not a whole lot of polish mm-hmm. yeah but sometimes that adds the character to the show yep i mean no how many pro broadcasters are out there, right? It's mm-hmm. you get out there. You just, and, and that's part of the charm of the podcast. Like you said, it's, it's just people going out there and sharing a love for the thing that they do that they like. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys are, um, it looks like you're about the similar ages to us. What was the, your entry into star Wars itself? 
Because uh, all of us are all original trilogy guys. I mean, I'm sure you guys are too. But what, going all the way back, where did you guys start with Star Wars? Go for it, Carlos. Uh, well, for me, it's um, obviously the uh, the Betamax uh, version. <laughs> I, 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 I turned 40 uh, this year, and um, it was uh, I, I was too young to to watch any of those movies in the in the theater. And uh, my um, my uncle had a Betamax, and he had uh, all those pirated. Uh, <laughs> Uh, pirated tapes and uh, that's that's where I pretty much uh, saw them all um, but I think what really stuck by me and I, I've told the story before was um, uh, watching the uh, Jerry Lewis uh, children's telethon uh, telethon of hope I think it's called and um, I think it was uh, return of the Jedi uh, was on television and the the Sarlacc pit was just like I, I was so hooked when when Luke ignites that green lightsaber mm-hmm. um, for me that's um, Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie for many, many years uh, before I started, you know, being more cultivated uh, <laughs> and uh, my tastes <laughs> changed from what I wanted from a movie. But uh, as, as a kid, that was that was pure gold for me. And uh, I was hooked. I've, I mean, those those dark times that people talk about, uh, the dark times of Star Wars. Uh, and I think Kyle and and, uh, and Corey uh, echo this this sentiment. They weren't really dark for us because we were still all in. We had the VHS tapes we had uh, the conversations were always flowing with uh, different friend groups um, and it's it was always a part of my life so it didn't really feel like a dark time okay Similar story for me. Uh, I, I was just talking about making those ridiculous audio dramas with my cousins as kids. It was with those same cousins that we were, you know, we're, again, we were the four kids between the ages of like three and seven. That's enough to drive your parents and your aunt and uncles completely nuts. So I, I do remember this. I was one of the older kids. Uh, they would just they they just put us down in front of the TV, popped in Star Wars and it was literally love at first sight. Like the opening crawl, I was like, what is this? And then to see those two ships come overhead, done. Like, I, that's it. You got me. And my parents made yep. pirated copies, and we've just played the daylights out of those cassettes for for years. And like Carlos said, there wasn't – like by the time I came to Star Wars, it was already into the dark times. I think 84 – or 85 was the first time I'd watched Star Wars. And that was it, man. Like, there were no dark times for me because we just played those cassettes over and over and over for years and years and years. Before I knew it, the 94 THX releases were out and the dark times were coming to an end because we got the toy line that came next. Uh, and then, you know, the special editions were on the way. And by the time A New Hope hit 20 years old, it, it was a the big revival was in, in full swing. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, by you know by, by the time of, of of a new hope's twentieth, even before that, when the, when the new toy line or that power of the force two, when that toy line re released, I think I was seventeen, and that's when you would think that a seventeen year old guy would be done with toys, and I was, you know, by I guess by the time I was twelve, I was finished with Transformers and GI Joes and Star Wars toys, all that stuff. But Star Wars came back out, and I went right back into it. And I think my parents are like, "What's going on here? You're you're about to be an adult. What are you doing?" So if that was they it. Can only see our rooms now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, I often wonder, like, and I never get around to asking them, and who knows when I will get around to it. But just to say, hey, when you introduced us to those movies back then, did you did you think of what you were like, what we were about to get into? And I, I'm sure the answer would be no. But here, like, here they are. Like, they still ask us. Ah, oh, your birthday's coming. Anything you need, anything you want. Not just if it has a Star Wars logo on it. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Well, Carlos brought up something cool that, um, as you mentioned, I remember, because I think that's also, that's my favorite scene in all of Star Wars, that Sarlacc pit. There's just something perfect about the buildup, the way John Williams' score builds up. To, you just get that, just the um, the beats waiting. And then all of a sudden, when he springboards up and everything just goes bananas all at once, it's like, I don't think any movie ever has had that effect on me, even to this day, of the way, just the way that works. It's like the most triumphant and heroic and awesome thing all at once that happens. <laughs> It's like it's teased so much, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm here to make a bargain and, you know, like, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. This is your last chance. This is your last chance. And then, pow, that whole scene explodes. 
And up to that point, we had never seen, uh, for us, I mean, for the younger generations now that have seen the prequels before, for us, we had never seen what we thought the epitome of what an actual Jedi is. And when you see Luke Skywalker do that, all of a sudden, like, holy moly, this is what a Jedi can do? Yeah. Because <laughs> a little bit of it teased in um, Empire, and even a little bit less um, teased in um, A New Hope, because Obi-Wan, being old, didn't have all the um, physical stuff going, and Luke hadn't right. learned it all yet. By the time he gets a Jedi, you're looking like, this this is a Jedi, the greatest thing you could do, not knowing what they could do past that. <laughs> and Dave Prowse, who said he could, he said he could yeah. do it, but really, he's yeah. full of it. <laughs> but he's he's an actor, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. Hell yeah. So, um, what was the one moment from the Star Wars films that really got you hooked into Star Wars? Oh man. Well, it, it really was that first movie, and I I hate. I mean, for so many people our age, it's always about a new hope. And I, I, it almost gets boring to keep going back to a new hope, but really it was that first scene with the, the chase above Tatooine. Uh, yeah, but I, I got very early. I got to stop you real quick for you. Was it Star Wars or was it Star Wars and new hope when you first saw it? That I don't remember. Okay. I mean, I was, I was five, six years old. I could barely read. <laughs> so I don't, and wow, words, 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 go, go on, get out of here. Just bring the good stuff. And then it was the ships. Uh, so I don't remember if it was, it would have been a copy of the first, either like probably the first video cassettes to hit video stores. Which would have been a new hope. It, it was it a new by hope. Then, yeah. yeah. I see. But I, I um, as a kid, I, I just called, uh, it was Star Wars. I never called it episode four or a new hope. Like, like when you look at the, 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 the cover of a book, um, the title of the book is what's most important. Then when you open up and then there's, I thought it was like a chapter title. Like I didn't, for me, it wasn't, I didn't think of the movie as Star Wars, A New Hope. It was just Star Wars. And uh, I didn't think um, when you, when I, for me, it's The Empire Strikes Back. It's not Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. It's kind of weird, you know, like, um, yeah. but that first one is always going to be Star Wars to me. It's hard for me. I do remember, I do remember seeing, I think, you know, now that I think about it, I do remember, being a very young age going, why that? Why is this episode four? Yeah. Where is one, two, and three? And I remember not understanding that. Like, who the hell would start with episode four? This makes no yeah. sense. See, I never paid attention to, uh, it, oh, this says episode five, that it didn't say episode four was Star Wars. And, and I struggle at times calling it A New Hope because, you know, like Carlos, when I saw it, it was Star Wars, period. That's the way it was. Um, and, you know, as well, even though it, you know, all the Marvel markings it was you know all all the titles for the posters and whatnot it said star wars the return of the jedi star wars the empire strikes back no one called it that it was you went star wars to the empire strikes back to the return of the jedi point blank so it's what makes us old timers relics i guess in many ways because <laughs> that's what we're used to not episode one episode two you know, we didn't start that until until the prequels yeah but i i i started with Star Wars, but I got used to it being a new hope with no problem. See, I didn't come in until um, the first one I remember seeing is Jedi. So all that was already there. Yeah. See, even on on my copies, my my VHS copies that are actually the tape is still intact. Um, even on the on the the box, it's the original artwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even on the cassette itself, it just says nice. Star Wars. There's, there's, yeah. there's no mention of a New Hope at all. So the, I grew up with this was in my household. Like I. Uh, for me, A New Hope was just like chapter one type of thing. Oh, wow. I, ju- I actually just found on YouTube, they actually have a, um, someone has the original opening crawl. It just says Star Wars, then goes directly into it's a time of a period of civil war. I, I have that on DVD. Never any of that. I have that on DVD. Nice. Uh, when they, after they first released the DVD, the trilogy on DVD, the original trilogy on DVD, uh, a year later or within the next year, they released him again individually with a bonus disc and the bonus disc was the, was the, Remat the, the cleaned the up version, wasn't it? It was the cleaned up video, but it was the remat. It was the remastered audio for to the original 2.0 soundtrack for the film. Yeah, that went. For, yeah, yeah. The, there was the mono mix and then a stereo mix. Yes, yes, yeah. So th- this old, I've got this old cassette here. Yeah, which just says Star yeah. Wars, but it's, it, it says uh, hi-fi stereo mono compatible. <laughs> 
<laughs> what does that I mean, was, Daddy? I, I was happy when I found um, Empire and Jedi at a um, flea market for like a buck each on VHS. <laughs> the original CBS Fox versions. I have the Star Wars somewhere. I got to remember where it's at. Yeah, I picked those up for a dollar. Well, I didn't get the box set. Mine was actually, um, I have some of the old, some of the box sets that came later. But the original CBS Fox ones, I got at a flea market like two years ago for like a dollar a piece. <laughs> yep, same here. Last summer, I picked up that box set for, I think it was like five bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just a few topics bring up. You guys read the comics at all? I do. I've uh, dabbled, but uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a weekly guy or a monthly guy. Okay, it's not. Uh, it's not for me. How did you feel, Kyle, with the announcement that came last week? Doctor Afra is getting an audiobook. I love Doctor Afra. She's she's just she's terrible, but you love her anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't. She's one. I haven't read enough Afra. Um, but when I do read her, she's hilarious. She's she's interesting. There's lots to that character. Uh, so what? Great. I mean, they they did talk about that audiobook. It's officially launched, so or uh, released new, so we can talk about it for sure, and not just yep. wonder if it's true or not. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun just to revisit that story of that character, add a little more context to her intro to the universe, and then see where it goes. I'll be very curious to see. I, I mentioned this on last week's podcast who they cast as the voice actor yeah, for that yeah. because if you know if they have and i we all we, there's rumors of a, an animated show featuring afra in the works are there live action plans for afra at some point that we don't know about yet so i'll be curious to see if they cast somebody of note that we all know see, from I, something else i have, I have not heard afra. of I have not heard of the animated series. I've just only it's heard a rumor rumblings. That's out there. I've just heard rumblings of the, uh, the potential live action, or she could appear in live action. Which... Rumors, I guess she's she's. She, I think there's a rumor for just about everything with Afra. Yeah. Well, we know we know for sure live action wise. The only without ruining timeline for the comics, she could safely appear in the Cassian Andor series. Yeah, she yeah she could be there. She spans that whole era, right? The whole well, OT era. She's there. Well, right, she could go as far back as you want her to. Well, right now we know she she survives the events of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, because her new the new series comes out will take a she will survive up to Return of the Jedi at some point. We don't know if she'll make it to Return of the Jedi. Fingers crossed she will. Um, but I think if she survives through the events of Return of the Jedi, then we could potentially see her in the Mandalorian. So you almost get the sense that she's the character that as long as comic demand and sales are strong, they'll just keep her alive. There's no reason yeah. to kill her off if people are still interested in the character. And she's getting a third volume to her comic book, which what, like I think that comes out later. It was supposed to be out already, I think, but it comes out later sec- in May. It's actually second volume. Is it second volume? Yes. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, she first appeared in the uh, Karen Gillian Vader, Vader series. series and then got her own after that. Yeah, yeah. And then she so. got her own. Yeah, you're right. It's Vader who's on volume three. It's Afro who's into volume two. And I did I say I said animated Afro before? Yes. No, I'm, yeah, I meant live action. Yes. So I, I strike that from the record. I don't, but, no, I don't, but I don't you know. But you know, let's put it animated. up. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Afra animated series. Wait, the the, the drum or, or I've been her. banging for Afra is a like an Uncharted style Afra video game. Yeah, that's what I'd love to see. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think I don't know why, but I think I'd rather see an animated series than a live action. See, if you do the animated, I would still love to see Han. You could bring in Sana, you know, and bring in could... bring in that whole section of okay, where did they all meet at the academy and then leave, and, and Han catches up with her again. After, you know, after the events of uh, Solo, Star Wars story, and, and here's their own little crew forming their own syndicate, but not realizing they formed a syndicate. I guess that's the advantage of animated, right? You don't have to worry about who you're casting. You don't have to worry about Harrison exactly. Ford or any of that stuff. You can just make exactly vo- cast new actors for the voice, and that's it. Just exactly. run with it. Yeah, because yeah, I, well, I, think, I say I think that's going to totally depend on um, what kind of numbers they're seeing for this Clone Wars revival. Because if you think uh, since Disney's taking over, the movies have been. Um, some of them have been a little bit more mature and um, some of them have been a little depending on it. But the, any animation they've done at all has been aimed at kids. Yeah. 
So anything that's more of a mature storyline, the way it looks right now, is they're not going to do anything um, animated for that. Right. Now, Clone Wars, this revival of Clone Wars that they've got, I think is um, Disney's experiment. Say, okay, do are we going to get a, an age range of people to watch this? Even though we all know that Clone Wars is awesome, it's going to be phenomenal. It was one of the best shows ever made in animation. But, it, like I said, I think this is Disney experimenting to see can we actually make an uh, animated show that's not for kids. Kids specifically, I, I think they can. Yeah, well, we, a- Afra is d- decidedly a character not necessarily for kids. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, an, yeah, an animated well, representation of that character on Disney Plus yeah. would be a bit of a departure from what we know of the character in comics, for sure. Yeah, yeah especially if you look, even like um, what they've done with Marvel in the last like seven or eight years. How many um, more Mar- or how many Marvel animated shows have you seen? That are aimed at an older crowd. Not Same me. thing. It, Disney shows have always been aimed at a younger crowd. That's just the way it is. Right. But so it's like we got to look at Di- Marvel and Star Wars. Um, Marvel, since Disney started doing, taking a little bit more of a hand in the animation st- side of it, and then Star Wars, obviously, since they bought Star, um, Star Wars, we've not seen anything aimed at an older crowd. It's almost like Disney doesn't have faith in an older crowd actually getting behind animated projects yet. Probably because they're so used to doing uh, animation yeah. for kids. More, more family, more more kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am hoping. Just it, what they've always done. So I hope they like the numbers from the Clone Wars. We, I know I'm loving the crap out of it so far. <laughs> well, there, I think the numbers are doing well. I mean, there's, there's been um, someone attached to the project saying there could be more episodes coming yeah. for the Clone Wars, which, which so depending, on how that, depending on how that goes, we may actually get an Afro series at some point. We're very yeah, well. I mean, good. Now, speaking of Disney Plus, uh, there's some new casting for the Cassian Andor series. Y'all hear about this? Love it. Yep. Yep. Um, along with Diego Luna and, of course, Alan Tudyk. Who is uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, they will be joined by Genevieve O'Reilly, who will reprise reprise her role as Mon Mothma, as well as newly announced co-stars Stellan Skarsgård from Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End and Goodwill Hunting, uh, Denise Go uh, from Colette and Angels in America, and Kyle Soler uh, from The Titan and Anna Karina. Um, Troy Gilroy, who co-wrote co- uh, Rogue One, will write and direct and serve as showrunner of the series, which takes place five years before the events of Rogue One, which puts it right about where Rebels was starting as well. Yeah. So uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, Rogue One is, I think it's Carlos's uh, favorite Star Wars movie. So I know, I know, I know you have some big thoughts, Carlos. Well, maybe not big thoughts, but I, I'm definitely uh, I'm intrigued to see how they're gonna, you know, fill out uh, that backstory uh, that we we get a tiny little taste of um, in in Rogue One itself um, with Cassian Andor uh, saying how he's been in that fight since he's six years old, and uh, that that's you know we, he he says it we've all lost you know we've all lost and she, like Generoso wasn't the only one to have lost someone and um it's gritty and it's dark and if if they bring that maybe not the the, the ultimate darkness that we see from Rogue One because i think that that's like it's epic and it's 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 poetry but having that undertone of the darkness that pushes Cassian Andor to do the things that he does like mercy killing uh <laughs> Uh, you know, it's um, I, I, I think it's going to be there. Um, my question is, to what degree? And um, if it's a lot, are people going to be OK with that? Um, you know, be it eight or 10 or 12 episodes, whatever it may be. Um, that that's the those are the questions that are in my mind. But as far as the storytelling, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Like I, I the, the beautiful thing about Rogue One is that when they started throwing characters uh, around, they had maybe 50, 60 percent of their backstories written that would never be uh, in, in the movie uh, just to give uh, a flavor and uh, um, a skeleton uh, to, to throw the meat on. Right. And uh, that, that's pretty much how you anybody who really writes a, a decent script is going to expand on those types of things. And so when they decided that they were going to make that show, they probably were looking at 
that expanded information and said, there's a show here, as opposed to saying, oh, Rogue One was a hit. Let's make a show. And that's what I like about it. That That's what it's kind of like the Obi-Wan series in a sense. It's it's just like we know that there's so much time in, during uh, between point A and point B. And it, it, it's kind of uh, I love the Mandalorian. And I think that it's a hit. They did a great job with it. But it, I think the Mandalorian was more difficult than an Obi-Wan series or this Cassian Andor series because there's 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 stuff that's attached to it so that that's why i'm i'm really high on the uh, the cassian andor series uh, and also very pleased with what we got from the mandalorian considering that there was no um other type of uh, i don't know uh content attached to it at all it's really standalone uh, mm. and dropped into the universe that we know so uh i think disney plus is they're killing it man they're knocking it out of the park uh, what I'm wondering is, though, with the Cassian Andor, what's the chance the Cassian Andor series is going to be um, grittier? We know because we it's just the universe of Rogue One. The Star Wars universe of Rogue One is showing a little bit of grittier side, and it's going to be the spy stuff and things. I'm wondering if they aren't going to take some of the concepts from that Underworld series that never got made because they supposedly have that what 50, 40 or fifty hours worth of scripts sitting there. I wonder if we'll get any of those concepts morphed into and used here. They pull from everywhere, don't they? Yep. Yeah, I think, that, I think they're going to yeah. see all of those scripts eventually somewhere, and they're just going to they'll pick and choose stuff out of it until they've done until there's not much left. May as well. <laughs> it's I there mean, for using. Yeah, George spent all that money getting them written up and so ready to go. Now, Carlos, you mentioned uh, Cassian's mercy kill in Rogue yeah. One when he kills his his spy partner, mm-hmm. quote unquote, his contact. Partner, his contact. Yeah. Um. Do you think that was done to prove that? Uh, go back and, and help support that, you know, he's trying to survive. He's got to do what he's got to do to survive. And it's okay as a hero to do that, just like Han Solo, who at the time we didn't know was going to be a hero, had to do what he had to do to survive to eventually become I, the hero he I, became. I don't, th- I don't think he saw himself as a hero. I think um, he's... Mm just doing what he had to do and being captured was the last thing that uh, he was willing to have happen to him because there was a job to be a job, a job to do um, like the, 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 the whole thing about the pilot that defected and they're building a weapon and he needed to get back to Yavin four and he needed to warn the, um, the rebel Alliance and um, nothing was going to get in his way. So that's like some the, the the most fascinating characters in all of movies aren't all dark or all light. There's a mix of dubious decisions um, thro- thrown in there, and and it's th- th- it makes them more human uh, and more interesting. So um, it definitely was murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but um I, I you can excuse it uh, bec- knowing that if he didn't do that then there was no stopping the empire so it's that's that's what history is history is written by the winners right so um yeah if if he uh, if he gets captured there and thrown in prison we don't know about any of these uh, these stories luke skywalker never never blows up the death star it's it's those mental gymnastics you have to make as somebody in that role where it's like yeah, I'm going to have to kill this guy because the, if if he gets caught or I get caught because of him and I can't relay my information or they find out what I – if they torture me to the point where I give up where my rebel base is, me killing this guy is the lesser of two evils between letting the Empire get its way. This yep. is bad. The Empire's worse. And it's that, that gray zone that the Rogue One universe kind of flirts with that makes it so interesting. Yeah. I think um, I think I agree with you that I I really don't think he's a hero per se, and I definitely don't think he sees himself as a hero. And I would so far as to say that he never really even even until the very end he never saw himself a hero. No, he, he it, it 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 looks like it's wearing him down. Mm, like he, yeah. he he doesn't you know he he doesn't look like, you know, um uh, Clark Kent taking off his shirt. Like it, it, it's right. it's not the same like he's like, "Oh god." Like, okay, you know, I'm running a marathon. This is killing me. Uh, <laughs> but I got to do it. And he's driven. And and we I think this it's perfect that we're coming to this point because 
I think the series is going to show what drives him to do mm. what he does. And that is awesome storytelling. And I think it's uh, Tony Gilroy, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that jumped back on. And uh, that, I mean, that made, that made me happy. That was, that was good news. So you, you feel um, when he's holding Ray at the end, he's kind of relieved that, yeah. You, know, you mean, you mean Jen or so? Yeah. I'm beach? sorry. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> Woo. I need to get that would have been to... impressive if he could hold Ray. I need, yeah, to get, really. I need to get back to work. Well, uh, well look, I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest. Story. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm like, were we talking about the rise of Skywalker? Or because, like, <laughs> I know I had. I don't know. For a moment too. No, I'm because talking I, Rogue One, but like I said, you know, I need to get back to work. I, I haven't punched the time clock since March 16th. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm long uh, overdue. Can, cannabis is legal here, so I've, I, there's there's some oil happening. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if I I blocked out of part of the conversation. Well, it, it is Florida here, and can and the oil may or may not be legal, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> um, no, I thought do, it was all bath salts in Florida. No, that, that's what that's what we snort. Bath salts and gators. Explains Florida, man. Bath salts and heroin. Um, Not explains Florida. Do not do any of that. We are joking, folks. Um, When it comes to the bath salts and heroin, it's all bad, bad. Um, The. So do you think when he's embracing Jen at the end that he's kind of relieved that the pressure is now off of him and he's kind of almost looking forward to to this? Forward to the ending? Like to, to, to his to, to his demise? To or his demise. The sweet release of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it's he comes to terms with the inevitability and he's like um, he's running the third leg of a four by 100 race and he handed off the baton to whoever he was supposed to. And the trade off that they have the baton and they're running now and he did his job. I, th- I think there's that relief of knowing that we got the plans. We did the job. Now it's up to them. And uh, definitely there's that. And there's also knowing that uh, it's coming to an end right now. So I might as well just share some warmth before it's over. Yeah. I have uh, that. That scene was beautiful to me. I I wonder what, what is he fighting? Is he fighting for something? Is he, or is he fighting because he's, he has to, when we meet him in rogue one, that's, that's something I hope we get answered because it, it feels like Jin's rallying speech on Yavin 4 is the thing that sort of triggers it gets him. him it, it clicks it clicks with him it w- sort of awakens um that feeling of hope and the reason why they're doing this well if i can interrupt you um J- uh, Jin's speech is parroting his line from Jedha where he says rebellions are built on hope yeah but there's there, when she gives it there's something more to it it feels like there's there's more conviction in it yes for sure i i i think that no you're right like he uses that line to tell her that uh, we're going to get a meeting with Saw Gerrera and you know and and he says that you know rebellions are built on hope when he says it there he's saying it because somebody told it to him yeah he's he, yeah he's repeating it it's it's something that's been pounded into him but i don't know that he knows what it means until jin says it yeah once he has it thrown back yeah. at him yeah. after he's told her yeah and it means more to her because of you know her father and everything else yeah, she saw the message and everything you know it's such a great movie i'm gonna watch it again guys <laughs> it was the video game we always wanted that we got in the film oh so last scene Oof. Um, Star Wars Day is coming up uh, like a day or two after this episode drops. So hopefully y'all are listening to this on Star Wars Day. Um, how well, that is coming up this week, isn't it? Coming up on Monday. Monday. So how are you guys? I'm going to put this out to everyone. How are you guys going to yeah. celebrate yep. May 4th? That's a good question. Because right now, like I'm not working, but my wife is home and she is working. So we've got two little kids. My day job is essentially wrangling those two little monsters. And I love it. It's a lot of fun, as frustrating as it can be. Velcro we may... works well. <laughs> so does Duct- noted. So does uh, Duct- We may take <laughs> Yeah, and crazy glue. That might be uh, going too far. We may take far. a time out. It might, I mean, hot glue guns. My daughter loves that stuff. Okay. Uh, we may take a time out that day and uh, watch a movie or so. My kids love playing Battlefront 2. We will definitely do something. We're definitely going to do something. Obviously, the Clone Wars finale airs that day, so we're going to take yeah. that in for sure. Uh, we'll have a good old chat about that. 
um, there's lots to do. There's going to be a lot to do, even if we're all sort of self-isolating at home. There's going to be a lot of uh, Star Wars to be had. And Rise of Skywalker will drop on Disney Plus as well for those who, who don't have the physical disc or access to a digital copy. You can fill your day with Star Wars very, very easily. But you also get the Mandalorian behind, uh, making of series. Yes. Right. Yeah, I can't Absolutely wait for that. that. Yeah, that series starts because no. apparently they're doing an episode, a making of episode for each episode aired. Yes. Which is going to be pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yes. it's glorious. I love it. Well, they're they're doing they're doing the same amount of episodes, but they're not they're not doing a behind the scenes of each episode. Yeah. No, no, no. Each each no. has a different theme to it. Yeah. But it's based around the first one is going to be based around episode one. The second one's going to be it's based around to. chapter two. That's. I thought one no, about, I, I, no, about it is. One I don't about, think it is. No, my I think my understanding was that they were yeah. going to have like um like the first episode would be sort of the genesis of the show and the second episode would be about you know, speaking with the actors and the third episode would be about like george lucas's mythology and how they built off that etc etc there's there's yeah, thematic yeah and then i don't know if that's a, this the right order but that's that's the basic oh yeah it's totally not the right order it's just and then they're gonna have i think because i think the first one's gonna be about directing and uh there was a i had an article on it um and there's an episode on the technology they use to film it um, which is amazing. That would be cool. So we'll we'll find out yeah more about the LED screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what about you, Carlos? Uh, well, my uh, May the Fourth weekend starts uh, Friday morning at midnight uh, when the Lego site goes live and the um, the new UCS uh, A Wing. Uh, is going to be a- available for order. Oh yeah. So um, I've committed to uh, to buying the A wing, um, and then uh, probably later on in the weekend, uh, I'll make a, a separate order um, just so that I can get the um, uh, the May the Fourth promo uh, of the Death Star Two uh, uh-huh. little diorama with the little a-wing uh, the mini a-wing and uh the tie silencer that's uh, following it um so that's going to be pretty cool i have the uh the battle of hoth and the uh, battle at endor uh little dioramas as well still sealed in box so i'm going to try to get two of those so i can build one and uh probably pick up the um the buildable uh f- not the buildable figure, but uh, the character build of Dio. Uh, that um, okay. the other UCS. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm starting to fill out. Um, I have a bit of a Tie Fighter, uh, Tie Fighter fetish, mm-hmm. and um, so I've I'm up to like 13 Tie Fighters now, Lego Tie Fighters. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm a fan of uh, Poe Dameron, so I have uh, t- his two X wings and. Uh, his uh, his buildable figure and uh, a friend of ours from from Ireland actually picked up a um, um, I think it was from the Force Awakens. It was like a, an actual carded uh, Lego figure of Poe Dameron, and he, uh, he he bought it for me, sending it over. Uh, so I have uh, quite a few uh, different um, focuses, okay. um, and the only other set that I uh, that I'm probably going to pick up is um, the uh, from the helmet series is the the stormtrooper. I already have. Sorry, guys, I just knocked the mic. Uh, I already uh, have the Tie Fighter pilot and the, the Boba Fett helmet. Um, and um, yeah, I want to get those. They're they're they're. I mean, I haven't built them. They're still in the box. Um, I kind of don't want to break those seals. <laughs> There's something about me not wanting to break those, but I, I, eventually I will. And uh, I, I, all I'm missing is that stormtrooper, and uh, apparently it looks better in person. Uh, so um, I, I was hesitant on getting that one, but that's probably what's going to ha- end up happening. And then on the fourth, obviously, it's going to be Clone Wars and um, and that uh, the Mandalorian uh, yeah. featurette thing the, for sure. It's going to be. It's going to be so good. Plus, we're recording. Uh, we're recording an episode of Tumbling Saber. Or uh, do we commit to uh, a Monday so that we would talk about the finale? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's capture those thoughts hot. Okay. How's so, that slip past me? I didn't realize they were doing. They were dropping the finale on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Three days apart. The last two episodes, which is awesome. Yeah, that's why we're doing ours uh, next Friday. Our review with the. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah. Smugglers Roundtable, the Smugglers Alliance Roundtable. Nice. We're gonna have a huge gathering for that one. Well, yeah, because everybody <laughs> wants to talk the show. Yeah. Um, now, StarWars.com they offer five ways to celebrate. Uh, again, watch the movies and the series. 
classic and new on Disney Plus. Um, they also suggest compete in a closet costume challenge. Grab the family and see what Star Wars characters you could create or cosplay as with stuff you have around the house. Nice. Uh, name that Star Wars tune. Uh, since all the music's available on Spotify and Apple Music, you test your knowledge on what movie the song's from. And there is over 10 hours of music from John Williams from episode one through nine available. Is on- that all? Yeah. And that's not coming to um, Clone Wars and Rebel soundtracks. No. Or yeah, Resistance. Or resistance. Yeah, well. they release a soundtrack for resistance. Um, Spotify has it. Plus, Spotify's got the got the Mandalorian as well. Every, yeah, all of them have Mandalorian. And each each episode of Mandalorian has at least a half hour, forty five yeah. minutes of soundtrack. Yeah, and that kills me because each one's at like nine bucks each. I'm like, no, that's ninety bucks just to get the soundtrack. See, I got it on the service. So, uh, number four, cook and craft Star Wars style. Now, uh, w- with the book Chewie and the Porgs, which my daughter has, you can make your own um, painted rocks to to put somewhere. Or, or you could work on your Bad Batch cosplay or eat a Ewok rice bowl for lunch. <laughs> where, I wonder where you get the Ewoks to put in the rice bowl. It's true, too. Well, if um, you're going to do that, you might as well have it with uh, with uh, some, some porg. Porg. Nice roasted porg and uh, Ewok rice bowl. Sounds good. Well, remember, porg, it is the other white meat. With, with, some, mm-hmm. with, some, pinto, with some pinto beans and some queso. Guys, this is a whole rabbit hole we can fall into because I have more than once talked about who's more delicious, Akbar, the Gamorrean guard. They're all looking pretty good to me. <laughs> I do like the calamari. He's right there. I'm not. That'd be I'm kid, not that would be Kid Fisto. <laughs> Kid what, 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 you roast it, you don't know the color outside. Pull, pulled pork sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Kentucky Fried Pork. Can I take your order? <laughs> Um, and the last thing they suggest, listen to Star Wars stories read by some of your favorite actors. Because Disney has done some story time with different characters. So, um, me personally, I know, it's just like you guys, Mandalorian, Clone Wars. Um, I may watch the final episode and then watch that last arc one more time just for to put it all together. Yeah, well, if they, the last two the episodes, yeah, if they open the last two episodes is the way they opened these um, first two. They're going to I would not be surprised if after it's all out, we don't get uh, um, not a re-release, but just added to the end of it as a bonus. All four done as a movie. A supercut. They have it edited right now. They, they have a supercut. You just got to remove the episode titles because those aren't even fortune cookies at the beginning of these ones. It's just the title of the episode. Yeah. You take that title of the episode out and the Star Wars title off because um, the Star Wars, lo- the Clone Wars logo is different because it's in red instead of yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you take Star Wars logo out. You take the um, episode title out because there's no newsreel after the first one. The second episode didn't have one. This is already designed to be one supercut movie. Oh, yeah, very much so. So I would not be surprised if we don't find it, see that or if they don't just release it as a DVD or Blu-ray. So since we're getting real close to the end here, Giala's chance to turn the tables on us. What question may you have for us? It's, a, it's my go-to question, uh, and it's a topic that we are all going to have to uh, tackle at some point between now and the time the next movie hits theaters. So we all, for the Saga movies, they all start the same way a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The, the logo, the song, that whole intro theme, it's iconic. It is part of Star Wars DNA. Does the next Star Wars series of films need to follow that same thing? Should it still say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Should it still have that same logo? Should they just keep that piece of John Williams music with the opening crawl and then do what you want? Should they keep that familiar piece of Star Wars? And I I keep going back and forth between saying, no, we need something to keep us anchored to that galaxy and keep make us feel safe. But also, hell, it's new. Make it new. Scrap it and start with something different. I don't know where I, my feet are firmly in the air. And uh, so I always like to kick it around and throw it to other podcasters and fans to, to have their take. What do you think, Derek? I think it will depend on what direction they decide to go on with new movies. And if they were to say, do something like, 
go to the Knights of the Old Republic or the High Republic that they are starting to work on or something like that, then I say do something completely different um, with little hints of of familiar familiar of the familiar. <laughs> Um, familiarity um what about you yes thank you that's the word i was trying to say um so if they if they if they do a completely new with the movies then i say start it in a whole new way or if they just do if they stick to the familiar timeline somehow then i would say keep it keep it same okay what about you ken um i wouldn't mind them doing what they've done since Star- disney took over to where um if it's a series of films you don't need an episode number obviously or you know yeah but if it's a, a series of films then you start with star wars and you do a crawl you don't need an episode title but you need like a regular title and a, and a crawl saying where you're at in the galaxy if it's a standalone film like they did with rogue one and solo you don't need that i mean all of them should start at least with star wars but um it's like a long time ago in a galaxy far far away we could use um, cause that leads right into star Wars. And then you can just drop right into the movie, however you want to do it. But, um, I think we actually, we need the full thing. If you're doing it in a series, if it's like, this is part of the, of the full story, not just a standalone little story off to the side. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I kind of take from Ken kind of like the idea of going with the rogue one solo, where maybe you do the long time ago, far, far away, star Wars, then the title of your film. I don't think there's a need for a crawl. Let's, let's are neat. I don't think it's needed. Let's just go ahead and go just like with Rogue One, just like with Solo. Well, Solo had a crawl, sort of. But do like Rogue One. Go right into here's the film. Yeah. I I think the crawls were for the episodics because that because those films were a a tribute, a um, and, and done in the same genre as the old Buck Rogers, old Flash Gordon serials and those serials had crawls hey from the last film to this film here's what happened and we're going to move on so um i actually building it with that mike i think um also it depends on where you're putting it in the timeline if you're in somewhere where no one has any idea what's going around going on you may need that crawl just to give you your setting maybe for the right. first one that's, in the what, I, that's what i was saying yeah if maybe you're doing a series of films then yeah maybe in the first one in the trilogy if, if it's a trilogy maybe in the first one i don't think two and three need it so i don't know for Do me we want to see only- more trilogies Oof. That's a, it's a loaded question, the trilogy mm-hmm. thing. Um, I definitely want to see, uh, you know, series of films, uh, you know, between two and, and four, five, six, whatever they can give us that actually makes sense and doesn't feel like it's being dragged out for no reason. Um, but uh, as far as uh, as Kyle's question goes, for me, it's not Star Wars until I see a long time ago. Like, yeah. it, as long as it starts with that, no matter, like, what they did with Solo was different than what they did with Rogue One. No problem with that. But a long time ago was there. And I think that needs to be the, the connective tissue. Uh, even the, mu- the music obviously has to be different because John Williams is retired. So... Um, the themes, uh, certain certain themes throughout Star Wars are gonna pop up in music, in in shows, and in in future movies. Um, but now is the time for them to like rediscover or reinvent Star Wars in a way that still feels like Star Wars with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, but um. Anyone who's who's a fan of of this franchise isn't just a fan because Luke Skywalker uh, was their hero growing up. If you're a fan of this franchise, you're a fan of the galaxy. You're a fan of the mm-hmm. Force. You're a fan of where all this started. And I think that's the strength that they have right now. And uh, we, we've said it on the podcast before, we're kind of happy that the Skywalker saga is over now and we can discover new mm, things yes. about that galaxy that make it what it is. Yeah. yeah. Where can well, pick- I got a question real quick, um, real quick uh, um, to finish this off for you guys. Um, it follows up with all this. Um, new movies coming up. We know they're going to explore new timer frames and new, all these other things, not just the openings, though what do the new movies have to have to make it star wars because you got a lot of people talking about um no jedi no force none of this not that what what 
what does it have to have in there to guarantee? Because if we go to another time frame, you're not going to have the same characters at all. What do we have that actually says this is in the Star Wars universe? Visually, audio wise, any of it? It's, it's, it's such a tough question. It's, I know. That is that's so hard. Mm. It's like, and you know, that's what the writers are thinking, too. Okay, how am I going to anchor this in the Star Wars universe? If I don't have Han, Luke, Leia, the Skywalkers, or any of those. It's the Force. The, yeah, the Force is the constant, for sure. Yeah. Even in the music, that that theme will have to be adapted across any Star Wars story they ever do. So yep. whoever comes in, like, you know, we're talking about a music across the franchise, they, I think they will inevitably change it up, but that will make, remain consistent because, like, no, you bring in a Michael Giacchino, for example, or... Uh, John Powell and, and ask them to score the next four Star Wars movies. We're doing a series of four movies. We want you to be the guy, but we want half of it to be John Williams stuff. Can you do that? They're going to go, ah, okay. What about my ideas? No, no, just Gene do John Kino Williams. Gene Keenan, you mentioned, is phenomenal at doing that, weaving it in to make it sound like it was spo- that he wrote it originally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as you know, as for the other stuff, I, it, spaceships, uh, the lived-in look, all that stuff, you want to bring that into the franchise, but how do you do that without making it derivative and saying, well, you're just copying it or mm-hmm. just in terms of the archetype characters, the smuggler, the scoundrel, you know, the, the, the cockeyed optimist. And how do you bring these characters, create new ones without making it seem like you're just doing cookie cutter from what we already know? You're mm-hmm. like almost like a, doing, a, doing a find word and then replacing the names. You know, how do you do that with, with the new era of Star Wars on, on screen? That is, to me, such a difficult exercise. Yeah. Where can people find you guys online? Oh, boy. Um, I'm on Twitter. That's the probably the easiest place to find me on Twitter, at Tumbling Saber. And we're on Facebook as well. And our, we have a closed Facebook group that people can come and chat Star Wars all day and not have to worry about uh, pesky outsiders and peering in and making fun of nerds as we geek out about the galaxy far, far away. So that's that's the two places you can find find me. Carlos? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at TheFunnyCarlos or Music or at CarlosCandidoMusic.com. Awesome. Well, on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.